0: Hey, everyone. We're excited to get Tipsy Potheads started. So what we thought we would do is re-release the first couple episodes. So join us for chapters one through five of Sorcerer's Stone. Hi, everyone. It's Josie. If you're enjoying what we do here on Potheads Who Read, please take a moment and subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite place to listen to our podcast. Five stars will go a long way. Thank you
1: hi everyone
0: hi. hey welcome to our very first episode of <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we said that so carefully to make sure we said it together
2: i think it might be the alcohol talking
0: i think it's absolutely the alcohol Maybe, talking for sure um so for this very first episode Obviously, we are starting with the very first book, one and the very first five chapters mm-hmm. of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, chapters okay. one through five. 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 One through five. Andy, what are we drinking tonight? Since you found this for us.
3: Um. Thank you for asking, Josie. Tonight we are drinking the wobbly wand. Wob, wobbly wand. Wop, wop, wobbly wand. Otherwise gone.
0: <laughs> As great. the wobbly one.
3: <laughs> the Garrick Ollivander. Oh. So for those of you who, um, since this is our first one, we should probably tell you that we are actually going to be drinking signature drinks from the 50 cocktails inspired by Harry Potter by Archie Thomas. This is unofficial and unauthorized, but you can find it on Amazon.
0: Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say that Shayla and I also have a drink cocktail book that we might pull we do. some
2: from. Yeah, we have them. From so it's not one.
0: just Andy's book, but I'll give it to him this time because well, it's his first time reading the books. It's our first episode. It's the first thing.
2: I was gonna say we may even at some point because we have a lot of books or chapters.
1: So many section, chapters.
2: A lot of sections that we're gonna go through eventually. That we're gonna. Probably, maybe even just find stuff on, or not Facebook
0: on uh, the internet. So
3: we're gonna have a fully stocked bar by the
1: end of this. We're gonna be dropped.
0: Some of us already have a fully stocked bar. So
3: for those of you who are on (laughs) pins and needles, yeah, good for you. Uh, For those of you who are on pins and needles, of what's in the Garrick Ollivander wobbly wand that we have all been drinking. It is two parts vodka, one part triple sec, one part lemon juice, two parts orange juice, and then you put it all in a shaker and shake it like a Polaroid picture.
0: Um, we will definitely be sure to post a picture and the recipe for this drink on our Instagram and Facebook page. Okay. Um, I think one thing all three of us have definitely learned through this is this drink is absolutely 100% better when it's cold. Extra.
1: So,
3: yeah.
0: So, just so everyone knows, I did modify mine just a little bit because I'm not drinking um, a lot of juices right now. So, I did make mine with orange bubbly instead of orange juice, and it's quite delicious.
3: It's probably better than ours.
0: It's probably better than ours. I added extra orange <laughs> juice to mine because
2: I was like, ooh, <laughs> when I took the first sip. <laughs> <step. laughs> I would like to
3: say that the one part lemon juice seems excessive.
2: I'm wondering if that's it, too. It's
3: definitely... But oh. I, think, I think it's supposed to be a martini. And yeah. none of us are drinking it like a martini. We're like, let's mm-hmm. chug this bitch. So...
0: I'm not chugging mine. I'm, I'm sipping, sipping mine. But uh, I love lemon so juice. Just so just me. <laughs> <laughs> I really like lemon juice. So I am not having a problem with the lemon juice. Okay.
1: Uh.
2: I
0: might have it's kind of like, juice, so no. I feel like it's, like, half screwdriver, half margarita. I feel like maybe it was
2: my orange juice. Maybe I needed a sweeter orange juice. Because you know how some orange juices aren't mm-hmm. sweet enough?
0: Maybe you that's needed, my problem. You needed more of, like, a Simply Orange and not, like, a Tropicana. Oh wow.
2: But I it simply is Simply
0: orange. orange. Oh, maybe it was... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe we needed a more generic one. We both want for granted. And this
0: is currently sponsored by Simply, Simply Orange. orange. <laughs> totally
3: for, for those kidding. of you in I Florida, wish. thank you for picking these oranges.
2: Or Simply Orange if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> we'll gladly let you sponsor us.
0: We'll find a cocktail that
2: <laughs> will keep it for you. <laughs> Normally, no, no. I usually like the orange juice, so I don't know if it... I think it's just the liquor. Mine
3: could be my type of vodka. It
2: could be the... T-
0: Ooh, it could be I, what vodkas did you guys use
3: oh god I have no idea I think my, someone, it was like all purpose it was something that somebody left here it's not much. like rubbing alcohol but I think, I think that's what it's called um,
2: mine is mine's from Raleigh and it's a rice vodka and what was it Um, let me figure it out because I can't even remember it off the top of my
0: head okay so this is why I went with sky vodka <laughs>
1: Was like, bedlam. Anyway.
2: Mine is Bedlam vodka, but all the reviews were saying like it didn't burn and everything, and so I was like, okay, I'll I'll try it because I'm not a big vodka drinker anyway.
3: Neither am I.
0: Neither am I, so why did we pick this as our first drink? Because, I will say, um, I will say that when I was shopping <laughs> for this vodka earlier, I was talking to Andy on the phone and I was like going through all the different vodkas of what I could get. <laughs> and I found the smallest like bottle without it just being literally one shot. And I got it home and I was like, Why is this such a pack. big bottle? And it's legit the size of a wine bottle.
3: She yeah. was so confused.
0: Mine, um,
2: mine came with a
0: t-shirt.
3: <laughs> mine was just left over from a housewarming party, so I did not purchase this vodka.
2: Oh, lucky you. Yeah, I had to go to the liquor store with a six-year-old.
3: I mean, I had to go buy triple sick, which is really weird to just walk into a liquor store and be like, I need me some triple sick.
0: Who's winning today? I was did today. My shopping for vodka and alcohol earlier today when I was at work shopping for work. Did you buy it? <laughs> at a at Target. Work? So <laughs> I was buying... I was at a Target buying my personal vodka and buying stuff for work. Okay, fun. All right, so we've talked about the drink, wobbly
2: wand or something like that.
3: Wobbly wand. Wobbly, wobbly wand. Wobbly wand. And the reason um, I chose this one, go ahead. That Josie asked earlier is because it was also the Ollivander wand, and that's a big part of this chapter.
2: Yeah, of the first five the chapters. Section. Yeah, it's actually the last chapter. Uh it's it's chapter number five, which is the chapter we ended on. So it's kind of like fitting.
0: Yeah. Very fitting.
2: Um okay. So we're gonna Gosh. do I'm gonna do a quick plot line of selected chapters. So chapters one through five. So we start off, it's um the Dursleys are just having their normal day. Dursley is living his normal, grumpy, dursley life, and he's seeing all sorts of weirdos, and then he comes home, and then he goes to bed, and then Dumbledore and Roberta are there. (laughs) They're laughing at me. And (laughs)
3: And there's a baby on the doorstep.
2: (laughs) They leave a baby on the doorstep. What? Like, that's horrible, first of all. And then, uh, like, ten years later, Harry's almost eleven. He starts getting these letters. His his adopted family runs away because they're freaks, and then uh, Hagrid finds him and he takes him to gives him his letter finally, and then.
3: He, oh, wizard Harry! Right. Your
2: wizard <laughs> Harry, and he takes him to London and he buys all his school supplies and then he just drops them back off at the horrible Dursley's house, and That's then. And then that's it, right?
1: <laughs> yes, that's I it. Mean,
0: did you skip over his whole Diagon Alley experience?
3: Yeah, he had that, was, really- that was the where she said he took Whoa. him into London.
0: <laughs> took
2: him to London. Dude, it's supposed to be 30 seconds to a minute, Josie.
3: <laughs> she was like, I okay, took him into so, London, and got all his school so, supplies. So basically, they went to a Target or Walmart.
2: So let me And they
3: found everything they needed. And then they, really, they got some other stuff at CVS.
2: Because Josie oh my God, Sheila, I Josie love you. <laughs> Jason doesn't like my quick plotline. Let me fix it, I amend it for know, you.
1: No, no,
2: no, no, he, no, no, no. He I love he it. Jason takes, <laughs> takes a on he actually really sees magic and then he goes to Green Grog to get some money. He doesn't know he's freaking rich. And then he goes and gets robes and meets horrible Draco and then he goes and gets um, his wand and all his rubs? other school supplies and Hagrid buys him headwig and oh Hagrid buys him ice cream
3: did he get rubs or robes
2: robes <laughs> robes Jesus okay <laughs> I hope that was totally understandable
0: for all of you Oh my gosh um okay Andy in case we've never mentioned this before <laughs> that we've mentioned 500 million times Andy has never read the books before he has seen the movies mm-hmm. he knows the general plot line he's never read the books he's a Harry Potter fan without have read the books I mean which makes you question are you really a fan but I say in this case yes now he is Andy.
3: Hi. <laughs>
0: what was after that amazing, incredible plot
3: Incredible line. plot line.
2: Thank you. I try. I try.
3: I try. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Keep it up.
0: Thank you. If that's all the validation you need is from Andrew Jackson. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Andy, what were your initial impressions and thoughts?
3: So I remember it not being great for him when he was, like, at his aunt and uncle's. I don't remember it being that bad. Like, when I was reading it, and obviously a part that really stuck out to me with my spider phobia was when he said he picked up a sock. And he was like, he picked off a spider because he's so used to spiders. I was like, hashtag, not okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is not right. But then they were going through all this stuff, and then it was just, like, how often he was left behind, and how his cousin had, like, two bedrooms. hmm Like, it was just kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those things where in the movie you kind of get how bad the whole thing was, but yeah, you really don't get the extent of it the way you no. do. It the yeah, they totally kind of brushed <laughs> it over in the movie. Like how um he was the boy under the stairs. Yeah. But it was like, no, like he legit like, like he
3: lived there. Yeah. I thought it was just like a fun little hidey hole. Oh
0: yeah.
1: I mean
3: to the
0: point where there's like one point in the five chapters where he was like, I just wish I could go back to my cover. Like, yeah. that's how much he, like, lived. in but the fact order. that
3: they punished him and told him he couldn't come out for, like, days or whatever. Okay. You can't
0: I, come out for dinner. Or, no, you don't get to eat dinner. I know. I was like, oh, just wait for book two. Anyway.
3: <laughs> I was just like, oh, dang. But I think it was kind of cool to, to like, think, the, to think that the Dorsleys, is that how we're called? Dorsleys. 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 To think about how they felt that they could outsmart magic, and to watch them run around like chickens with their heads come off, and then all of the letters were addressed to wherever he was on the dark, dingy floor. Right. And it was like you lost, fool. Just give it up.
2: <laughs> you lost, fool. It was that actually was... one spot. Like he, like Dursley even says like we were gonna stamp this out of him, and actually yeah, made uh-huh. me think about how some kind of cultures, or not cultures, some religions Like they're like, oh well we're going to send you off to gay camp and we're going to mm-hmm. stamp the gay out of you and that's kind of like what it yeah. I was like, when I read it 10 years ago, or when I read it the first time I missed it and all the other times, but this time like, it kind of resounded with me that time, I was like, oh hmm.
0: I, I'm with you, Sheila like, so, in case you missed one of our previous episodes where we talk about How we got Harry Potter in our life. Um, You may have missed how many times Sheila and I have like read these books.
1: It's a lot.
0: A lot. I mean, this is legit. Probably like the twelfth time I've read book one.
2: Way more than that for me. I don't know how many. Book one version. Yeah.
0: But I mean, we're popping your cherry. Like honestly, though, like I texted Sheila when I was reading the five chapters. And I was like, okay, I know the books and the movies are different, and I get that. And I've come to terms with it. Like, I understand that they are two different mediums. There's two completely separate things. But I honestly forgot, reading book one and, and watching the movie, how much of the movie was actually in the memory of my book. Right experience yeah. because I like I remember just being like oh my gosh like I absolutely knew Hagrid told Harry his full story right but I completely forgot that he told him the full story in front of the Dursleys right in the shack instead of at the yeah uh, that it actually happened in the, the shack and didn't happen in the tavern and like just the whole thing and honestly like reading chapters one through five literally completely reinvigorated in me why I love this book series so much. Right. And I think part of the reason why, which, like, to circle around to Sheila and Sheila's comment, part of the reason why I feel like this is speaking so much again to me is because more than it even has in like past years, and I've reread these books. Yeah. Is because of the social climate and the political climate right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm like, oh my God. It's the exact same thing where I'm like, there's literally people trying to stamp out somebody's like being Exist. in life. Yeah. And like, right, like their destiny or like whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, this is exactly what, th- and I mean, and he's seen all the movies so he knows the outcome of like everything right but you yeah, know
3: even after watch, like, reading these first chapters I texted Joe and I was like I feel like I've seen the first book I've seen the first movie <laughs> but I'm second guessing it yeah
0: like,
3: I'm like, I'm like it's have so I different seen all of the movies.
0: Yeah, it's just so it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm kind of really intrigued and excited to read this entire series again Yeah, with the political climate that we're in, because I think this just kind of goes back to the whole heart of like why people love this fandom and this universe so much is like how much it speaks across so many different eras and times and like it's universal it's it's like
2: shakes it really is truly like shakespeare you know like we always talk about how shakespeare can happen like any time period you can place a a shakespeare story in any time period well i feel like you can kind of do that with harry potter yeah Mm -hmm. wow Sheila, that was d thank you theater (laughs) thank you theater no, to it's theater. True. I
0: mean no absolutely <laughs> Sheila and I I know Sheila and I like because we went to college together we saw a lot of different mm-hmm. like productions with like our theater trips and stuff like that and I remember seeing Hamlet set in like the 1920s and then like the Ethan yeah. Hawke Hamlet was set in like the 90s and that's yeah. it's absolutely true like I feel like You can literally put any Shakespeare play in any time period and you can shape it around that. And although like maybe like Harry Potter specifically, like, okay, maybe you can't put him in the 20s, but you can put the storyline and the genre in the 20s, which is actually what she's doing with like the Fantastic Beasts series. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Like in the
0: 30s, the four you know, so it's like it really is. It really feels universal. It does. And I just remember, like, finishing chapter five and just sitting there and being, like, so excited. Because I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I just can't wait. Yeah. I just can't wait. Like, that's just what it was. Like, I just can't wait. Right. So, like, Andy, so this is my question to you. Sure. At the end of the five chapters... Yes, I know this world and I know this world through the books already and I know Sheila knows this world, but how excited were you to get to chapter six and like continue reading like knowing that the details from the movie to the book were so different from like what you knew like how excited are you to continue the rest of this book?
3: I mean, I'm excited to look and see what it is, but again, like, I'm legitimately, and this isn't just, like, because they're different, like, I'm legit starting to question, have I watched this movie? Because, like, I saw, I saw, you know, a gif or something, or I saw a gif of Hagrid with um, Hedwig, and I was like, I don't remember that at all, and that's <laughs> from the movie, and so, like, part of me is like, have I seen this one? <laughs> So, like, I think it'll be interesting. I'm actually kind of excited. Like, I thought about watching it on my own, but then I was like, no. I'll watch it and see, but like, okay, yes, I've definitely seen this or later yeah. when we actually go through it. But I think it's kind of one of those things, to me, it almost seems kind of busted. Because, like, they take him to Diagon Alley. He goes through all these things, and as I'm reading it, I'm like, wait, is this the evil one? And I was like, oh, that is the evil one. And then it's, like, the one that we all hate. And then it's, like, he's going through, and then he gets, goes back to the house. And I'm, like, how the hell can you send him back to the house?
1: I know, Are that
2: he, always bothered me. After
3: you whisked him away from an island, and then you basically told him to shut up, you were taking him. And then he goes back to the house and just waits for a date. Like, that seems insane to I me.
0: I always just imagine, like... In that time period, like, those couple weeks between Diagon Alley and, like, getting to platform nine and three quarters, Mm -hmm. um, which we technically in one through five have not even gotten to yet, Um, (laughs) I just kind of always imagined him in, like, the smaller bedroom, which we know it's a smaller bedroom because it specifies, like, the smaller two bedrooms. Um, like, I just kind of always imagined Harry just, like, sitting there and being like, I'll eat when I can, and I'm just gonna sit here the rest of the time. Yeah.
3: But I also feel like if he's, like, sitting there going, like, can I control this... Can I do this? Because he realized that, like, he's controlled magic over time.
0: Right. Like, his His hair, hair, the glass at the zoo. Mm -hmm. So I wondered
3: if he was like, I'm really hungry. I'm going to die. Can I get food? If he's, like, trying to test his limits to see, like, what he can conjure
1: up.
0: That's it. You know, that's a thought I've never thought of. I've actually never thought of that either. I think I always just took it as him being, like,
1: I'm I'm just going
0: to... Sit and chill. Lay low. Not bother the Dursleys. They're not gonna bother me.
2: I'm gonna be good because if I'm good, maybe they'll take me to the the train station.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: see, I definitely feel like he's like, F the Dursleys at this point. He's (laughs) like, I just got taken out by a giant. I saw all this magic. I don't even care about these ghosts anymore.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even at this point, though, he doesn't really know that Hagrid's, like, half-giant. Yeah, when well, he calls him a he's giant, very
3: tall, but yeah, he calls
0: him a giant in the book. Well, yeah, but he's like he as you find out, he's not like a giant giant, right? Um, so I have a
2: funny, just because we always end up having books that talk about cats. There's this one spot that made me chuckle. It was when Dursley came back from work. He saw the cat um, sitting on his garden wall. and he, sh- he was sure it was the same one. And he said, shoo, said Mr. Dursley loudly. The cat didn't move. It just gave him a stern look. Was this normal cat behavior, Mr. Dursley wondered? Yes. Yes, it is.
3: But totally I also love the normal. fact that, like, I don't remember even really knowing Minerva at all until like later in the movies yeah yeah so the fact i mean like in the movie i was like oh i'm kind of here for that
1: yeah but
0: i mean even the thing in the movie that you miss like when they detail it where it's It's like she had the lines of the same like monocle glasses that she wore
1: yeah
0: like you just see a cat like turn into a witch yeah like, you don't even get to see anything. I mean, to kind of go on that, though, too, Sheila, like, one of the things that I kind of forgot is that it's, like, the power of Voldemort. Like, in the first chapter, when... People still
3: don't say his name. I know, 11 years that,
0: later. Or that, 10 years later, yeah. But, yeah, even then, though, where it's, like, um, McGonagall... I mean, it's, like, really early in the book. It's page 10. right. And she's like, um, is talking to Dumbledore, and they're talking about, like, the celebration and everything that's happening. Um, and Dumbledore's, like, Dumbledore is questioning McGonagall, like, you've been sitting here all day, like, why aren't you celebrating? And she's like, when it, When could you have been celebrating? I must have passed a dozen feasts and parties on the way here and per- Professor McGonagall sniffed angrily. Oh, yes, everyone's celebrating, all right, she said impatiently. You'd think they'd be a bit more careful, but no, even the muggles have noticed something's going on. It's in their news. And then she goes on a little bit, like the flocks of owls shooting stars when they're not, com- uh, she's like, well, they're not completely stupid. They're bound to notice something shooting stars down in Kent. I bet that was, uh, Dedalus he never had much sense. And then Dumbledore goes on and he's like, you can't blame them. We've had precious little to celebrate for 11 years, even like in the series and in this universe, like loving these books and grasping on so quickly with them I kind of forget that he really had a presence over this world for 11 years like that's such a long time like you think about where you were at 11 years ago
1: yeah
0: like I think about now like 2008 where I was in my life and I'm such a completely different person Mm -hmm. I mean because we'd
3: only known each other for two years and like I had only been able to make you better for like two
2: years
0: I didn't even know if I liked you or not I didn't even know if we were going to continue
2: being friends I I was living in Japan and Josie was supposed to come visit and she never did it was Andy's fault. Andy, you it's not my
3: fault.
1: <laughs> I, you know, bitch.
3: It I was supposed uh, to go with her. We would have met so long ago.
2: And nobody came.
3: I think it was the and openings.
0: The other thing that I made me, right. the other thing that made me really sad in chapter one. And mm-hmm. maybe this is just because I know what's coming. But it was at the end of chapter one. And, um, Hagrid, in a muffled voice, says, I'll be taking Sirius his bike back. Good night, Professor McGonagall, b- Professor Dumbledore, sir.
2: Yeah. There's a lot.
0: That made me so sad. Rereading yeah. reading this, knowing what happens, well, I there's... was like. So, like, I legit, like, stopped for a second and was, like, sitting in my my armchair, like, yeah. like, like, I totally had a moment of silence.
2: Well, there's a lot of kind of, necessarily, well, there's a lot of foreshadowing, like, there's the the serious comment that you just said, then later on when, um, Hagrid was talking to Harry about he's like a lot of good people died when he was talking about his his parents and it wasn't just the Potters but it was the McKinnons and then he says the Boneses and the Pruitts and yeah. later on we we learn about the Pruitts and we learn about the Boneses I'll be honest I don't remember the McKinnons but I mean
3: I was like am I supposed to know who these people are
2: you yes I'm sorry I just gave it away
0: You will like you You will. You'll learn. You'll 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 catch it. But there
2: there's a lot of foreshadowing that you don't know that happens in that those in that in this first book that happens later on in all the other books. I think. Gotcha. So just be aware, or don't be aware. That's okay too.
3: (laughs) Just think about being aware.
2: Maybe, but it's okay if you're just reading to read. That's okay, too. So, do you have any other impressions or thoughts or likes or dislikes, Andy? But
0: I think that's also, sorry, Andy, I'm going to interject. Like, with with all the foreshadowing and everything, I think that's also kind of what makes the rereading of the series so sweet. I don't, Andy, I don't even know. Like, maybe you can tell me, was that just, like, a throwaway sentence to you like Haggard talking about how he had, was going to take serious his bike back to him
3: I don't remember clocking it but I mean honestly yeah there was so I will honestly say I wanted to read this book I start once I started reading it I was like oh this is a good read right but but I kept falling asleep because I was trying to read it after work and so I don't remember actually reading that sentence, so I can't, <laughs> I can't actually be like, yes, no, it didn't mean well, anything, or vice versa.
2: I'll be honest, as somebody that's read this multiple times, every time I read it, I get something new from it, or yeah. I go, oh, I didn't catch that last time, or I didn't catch that all the other times, and so that's that's something too as like every time I read it I find something new just because of the knowledge I already have I yeah. think like, and like I, I know it's something that's always been there but it's something one of my favorite things about what she does is she takes um like all the authors of the books and she'll <laughs> like um, they all have kind of names that relate to what they write about um. Oh, let me find the one. It's the uh, um. Hagrid wouldn't let him buy the the book, but it was curses and counter curses by Professor oh, yeah. Vindictus Ver yeah. and Vindictus and curse. You know, it's just she had a fun time using the play on words, and yeah, I, I really appreciated that because she does that with like the. She's
0: just so smart.
2: It's just, it's so smart, and, like, she does it with, like, little words, and, like, you'll catch it later on with other characters. She does it, too, but it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad that she um, she does that.
3: I just really loved how Hagrid was like, you didn't tell him, what? I know, he, he was was so he mad. Would say this, And he'd be like, you didn't tell him
1: this?
3: And so, like, the fact that, like, Harry, even more so, was just, like, basically an ill-treated child. Who was malnourished, essentially, and
1: didn't know who
3: who he was. But in another world, he was a star that no one knew about, that everyone knew about. Which is kind of crazy and fun to listen to. Yeah. Or to read,
0: I guess. I mean, yeah. And McGonagall says it right away. She's like, there will not be a witch or wizard in our world that does not know this person's name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're literally just stranding him in the muggle world.
3: I know, I loved when she was like, you're putting him here? Absolutely not.
0: They're horrible people. (laughs) I mean, which is like so, which is just so incredible of, like, her character through the whole series. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is really funny, like, the stuff that you get out of it each time you read it, because I don't know how many times I've read this book where that probably was just a throwaway sentence about Sirius, but this time around, it just, like, really got yeah. me. Yeah.
2: Older and wiser. Maybe that's why.
0: And I loved that in Chapter 2, he, like, had a dream about flying on a motorcycle. I know. And then yeah, <laughs> Dirty, that was really Like, cool motorcycles word. don't fly.
2: Yeah.
0: And he was like, I know that. It was just a dream. Yeah. I... I mean, I kind of just think, like, I don't know if it's because of the love of the two actors that play Petunia and Vernon in the movies, because mm-hmm. I really do love both of those actors. Right. But I just kind of forgot how horrid these two people were.
1: They and even hard.
0: Dudley. Like, Dudley was so bad. They were so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it I, just kind of goes back to that whole universal thought of like
1: mm-hmm. you're
0: down on your own doing this, like yeah, yeah.
3: I'm totally looking up who played um, Fiona. Fiona. Uh, uh, well, child, Uncle Patunia. Ain't Uncle Petunia. <laughs> I would like to welcome everybody to my drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
3: I Fiona. I don't form. know.
1: know her name? Yeah, I don't know her, but she, name. Yeah, but
0: don't know her name, but she was in Three Men and a Little Lady. Oh. And I. Yes, she's in Three Men and a Little Lady. She's in True Blood too. Dude, she she's is. in
3: the Avengers.
2: Oh,
0: she yeah. is.
3: <laughs> this this woman has been around. She's in Killing Eve.
0: Mmm yeah she's a very prominent like English actress. she was it's in three men she was in three men and a little Lady. She was the head of the boarding school that they were going to put her in, and she was like totally hot, I think for like Ted Danson in that movie.
3: Mrs. Lomax from Three Men and a little Lady. Not that this is a podcast about three men and a Little Lady, but that was a good movie.
0: <laughs> it was a good movie um I also have to say, like, Dudley's character kind of, like, I'm kind of excited to read more about Dudley yeah. in the in the coming books. Because I loved his amazement when, like, all the letters started to come through. <laughs> He's like, who wants to send you a letter this bad or something like that? Also, Lucky. I love the song "Tiptoe Through the Tulips." Tiptoe
1: through the tulips, through. The <laughs>
0: like I love that song. It's on. I remember like growing up and listening to it, like the Wacky Greats or whatever. Yeah. And it was totally one of them. And I love that there was like, um. On Friday, no less than twelve letters arrived for Harry, as they could couldn't go through the mail slot. They had been pushed under the door, slotted through the sides, and even forced through the small window in the downstairs bathroom. Mm. Uncle Vernon stayed at home again. After burning all the letters, he got out a hammer and nails and boarded up the cracks around the front and back doors so no one could go out. He hummed tiptoe through the tulips as he worked and jumped at small noises. I think, like, I love that song because it literally reminds me, I don't know why, but it just makes me think of somebody, like, kind of Going nuts. So he, going nuts. He was going nuts. He was. But that was the other thing is like in the movie, it kind of made it look like this was like the course of over just a couple days that all these letters were coming in. Yeah. And in the book, it's like this happened for like two weeks. Yeah, it, right. it's, it's a, a long weeks. time. Like it was enough that Vernon like legit was going nuts, where he was like, "Okay, the best thing to do is to rent a boat." And go set up in the middle of nowhere on this little tiny island in the lake, and no one will find it. Which I loved
3: how even then it was like they didn't create a palette for both of them. It was like Dudley got the palette, and like all this type of stuff. And you want to hate Dudley, but you know it's not Dudley's fault. Like it's like the way they treated him versus the way they treated Harry Potter. Yeah, and that's. The actor that played Dudley is super skinny now, so shout out to you, sir. Well done.
2: Yeah. Well, so going kind of off that, and it's something that I've always kind of thought, but this really kind of struck me, like how Dudley had everything and probably really nice clothes, and like they went to the same school for the first few, you know, ten years Mm of life or whatever. And Harry's wearing all the old hand-me-downs and the, Mm -hmm. the busted glasses. It makes you wonder, like, if everybody else was just like, if like if they realized it, like how mistreated Harry was.
3: Right. Like, how do you like pass the fact that he has clothes that doesn't fit,
0: glasses? I mean,
2: and right? You right. Also and, have to and remember that this is, is like, okay. well, it's 1980s too. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You also have to remember that this is like, end of 80s, early 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 90s, like 91, 90, 91. Right. I know, but still. I mean...
3: Back when it was okay to mistreat your child.
2: It's okay to treat people
0: It like wasn't shit. okay to mistreat your child then. It just was, like, so much more private. Like It was. It was very, It was yeah. very much like, they don't cause me a problem, I'm not gonna cause them a problem. I mean, you also have, like, okay, not in Harry Potter world, but in real world. That was also a time where it was, like, kind of at the end of the golden ages of, like, the serial killers. So it's, like, everybody was very much, like, they don't do me harm, I don't do them harm. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah.
3: I just not dumb wood because you said golden ages of
1: serial killers.
2: It kind of was the golden age of serial killers.
0: I mean, the 70s and the 80s and very early 90s were...
2: They think that in the 20s, like the 2020s, we're going to have, between the 2020s and the 2030s, we're going to have another
3: golden. resurgence. Yeah. Okay. Can we not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we get dark on Tipsy Potheads who No, we do not. Sorry, Andy. I forget. Andy gets scared.
3: I don't get scared. I just live alone. Uh...
2: And he doesn't like mud.
0: I live alone and I have like weird night visions in my sleep. But you have a cat that'll at
3: least alert you to something.
0: I bought you sage, a white sage.
3: (laughs) That was (laughs) Josie. She did not buy me white sage.
2: I'll buy you white sage if you want me to.
3: I don't need it. I need an alarm system. Okay, so (laughs) what chapters are we reading next?
0: Hmm. I mean, is this literally all you have to say? you haven't even touched on Diagon Alley.
3: Oh, I mean I wasn't trying to rush us through it. I just didn't know. I was trying to get us <laughs> past the murderers.
0: You legit were like, so what are we reading next? Let's move on. And we've literally missed the entire point of this entire Oh my god. Okay. Catching. So what did you think of
2: Diagon Alley?
3: I liked how it was something that was there that not everyone could see. And then um, like I thought it was kind of very telling that he like everyone Ah, knew who he was. But no one knew but he didn't know who anyone was. Like he's like what do you mean you know who I am. Right. Like even though he got like the briefest of brief history from Hagrid he didn't really understand what was going on and then it I loved how Hagrid was like, well, I mean, you can't have a lizard or you can't have this. He was like, an owl. Owl's all the rage right now. And he went out and grabbed an owl.
2: I think that's one of my favorite parts is Diagon Alley. Yeah. Because it's like where he really gets to see the real magical world. Oh, and he gets to also,
3: see- sorry, before I forget, I also love the part no. where Hagrid was like, I'm not supposed to be doing magic, but are you okay if I speed this up?
0: Yeah. No, that's one of the things that you totally miss in
1: the movie
0: movie is, like, how much, like, his pink umbrella with his wand. Well, I guess he doesn't really know this yet, but, like, he has his wand taped inside of it. Like, it's a major thing that he's definitely not supposed to be doing. But he does. I kind of loved it. And we accept it,
2: and we like it.
0: But I just love the whole mystery behind it, though, too, where it's just, yeah. like, he's like, I'm not really supposed to be doing this. Perciate if
2: you don't say anything, Harry.
0: Well, honestly, I think it just plays into the whole, like, endearing character of Hagrid, where For sure. he, like, he cannot say Voldemort. He doesn't, like, you can tell he does not want to be the one to explain this story to Harry. He does not. Like, he does not want to be the one to be like, so this is what happened, and your parents were great people, and this is what happened.
2: I felt felt bad for Hagrid because that's a hard story to tell somebody. Yeah. When you're not expecting it.
3: Well, especially when when he was lied to. Like right. he was told his parents died in a car accident and like he, all this type of
2: stuff. He had no idea, so like when you're not prepared, like you like Haggard was told like, oh, he might not know some things. Like he totally wasn't prepared for the you don't know shit, Harry. And yeah. I right. have to I have to tell you I have to tell you how and why your parents died. Yes. That's hard when you're not
3: And the
0: fact that he needs his parents. Yeah, it was that was. I mean, well, yeah, because they like fought together. I think that's the other thing that I love so much about that whole scene when he shows up in the little hut, like right before Diagon Alley, Mm -hmm. is just like you already know Hagrid is like so strong and like he obviously has a presence because he's a half giant. But one of the things that I like, really stuck out to me is, like, how strong Hagrid really is through that whole thing. Like, so much of his dialogue is in all caps, because he's like, Dursley, you, like, Vernon, you never told him this. You old prune. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's, like, legit really mad, and this is not somebody you probably want to piss off.
2: No. But he's also so incredibly sensitive
0: Yeah. Hagrid has probably been one of
2: my top characters for Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. I just
0: love him so much. He's-
3: so many people love Hagrid.
0: But like, so much people pride, that I too. Like, so much pride. Like, he is so proud. Like, when they go to Diagon Alley and they go to Green Gringotts, he's, like, official Hogwarts business. Like, yeah. he's so proud to be on, like, Dumbledore's side, yeah. on the side of Hogwarts, on the side, like, on the good side. Yeah. He's,
2: he's very proud. so
0: excited of that. And... I even love how like when they're going through like the tunnels of Green Guts, he's like <laughs> he gets sick, and you're just like, like, "Don't talk." He's like, "No, don't do this." Like Go it's just speak. so funny because he's this strong, gruff character who is like, "I really need a beer," but then he's also like, "I'm totally gonna be sick right now."
1: I, I won't
3: lie, that was the part that I was like, "Do I know this book? Do I know this <laughs> movie?" Because I was like, I don't remember anything about the bank until later when they tried to, like, impersonate... Um,
2: oh, Bellatrix.
3: Bellatrix. like it, it's There half- is
2: a little bit in the very, very first movie, but it's it's like he goes yeah, up quick. and they he's like, official Hogwarts business and Harry Potter. And then they do take him to Harry Potter's uh, vault. And I think that he, Harry Potter does get a C um bought 713 am i saying the right number
3: something like that yeah but it was just one of those moments where i was like bitch i read this did i watch this movie
2: you have it's just the movie and the books are they're so totally different
0: yeah
2: and well, but Josie also and one good I have...
3: thing about my memory loss is the fact that everything is new
2: Yay. Well, Josie and I have talked about how, like, how sometimes we confuse the book and the movie and the movie with the book. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it happens, you know, it's like you start to, unfortunately and unfortunately, like, mesh the two together. And it's not something that you mean to do, but you just do it.
0: 713, is that what you said? That's what I said. Nice. Yeah, baby.
2: That should be a. Uh, what's it called? We didn't do trivia.
3: We should have done, we were supposed to do trivia. Oh my gosh.
2: No, we don't do trivia for this
3: No, we don't do trivia. You get trivia asked to you, Sheila. We did not do that.
0: That That was was only for the promo. (laughs) I thought
3: that was going to be for all of them moving forward. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Real
0: quick, real quick. I would like to form
3: a formal protest that Sheila should have to answer trivia on all tipsy podcast No, after i've been drinking
0: no because i want to talk about this part (laughs) okay i will bring i love it when they're in gringotts and harry is like (laughs) they're like speeding through the caves and like the ligmatite (laughs) yes he's like (laughs) I never know, Harry called to Hagrid over the noise of the cart. What's the difference between a a stalagmite and a stalagostite? And he's like, (laughs) stalagmite's got an M in it, said Hagrid. And don't ask me questions now. I think I'm going to
1: be sick. Stalagmite. (laughs) Stalagmite. So funny.
0: I just love the, like... Um, Harry's just like wait what is it like but here's the thing is like I'm totally that person who right. would like be on this roller coaster of like the you underworld totally and are. I'd be like I can't remember the difference between A and B and it's like somebody else is like throwing up next to me and being like do you know <laughs> the difference between this Like, I don't somebody
3: else would be me
0: yeah probably
2: I probably would just look at you and laugh and be like, enjoy the ride,
0: bitch. Yeah, Sheila would call me a bitch. I'd be like, if you don't shut
3: up, I'm trying not to throw up.
0: The last thing that I want to say. Okay. And this is legit. I wrote a post-it, because I wrote post-its throughout this and, like, posted everything. I did not. Oh, and these are Harry Potter post-its that my friend Brian got us. I put it in my phone. Shout out, shout out Brian. Amy uh,
3: Foster.
0: Hi. I don't know him. Do At I? the very end you don't. At the very end of chapter 5, Diagon Alley. Hag- Hagrid leans across the table behind the wild beard and eyebrows and he wore a very kind smile. Don't worry, Harry. You'll learn fast enough. Everyone starts at the beginning at Hogwarts. You'll be just fine. Just be yourself. I know it's hard. You've been singled out, and that's always hard. But you'll have a great time at Hogwarts. I did, still do, matter of fact. Hagrid helped Harry on the train that would take him back to the Dursleys, and then handed him an envelope. "Your ticket for Hogwarts," said he. "said First of September, King's Cross." It's all your ticket. Any problems with the Dursley? Send me a letter with your owl. She'll know where to find me. See you soon, Harry. The train pulled out of the station. Harry wanted to watch Hagrid until he was out of sight. He rose to his seat and pressed his nose against the window, but he blinked and Hagrid was gone. Mm -hmm. On my post-it note, I put, and this is how it all began from Muggle to the world of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... I cannot even tell you guys how at the end of all of this his first conversation with Draco like going through the green gods going through everything getting his yeah. ropes, touching the wand for the first time and just having the sparks like envelop him shoot and like out. all the magic yeah. shoot out like this is legit like how everything begins and he's so naive and it just reminds me of being like so naive and so excited to like turn the page to the next thing to just be like I just want September 1st here
2: well that passage it kind of reminded me um I don't know what your schooling was like Andy like if you were to elementary and then middle school but where I was at, we did elementary and then junior high, and I remember going from elementary and junior high and being absolutely terrified because I was getting all these new kids that I didn't know, and like that that section that Josie just read kind of reminded me about how like you're gonna love it. you might it might be scary, but you're gonna be okay because everybody is in the same boat, and we really were. We all are. Even nowadays, we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> um, I, for me, yes, we are all in the same boat. But going into middle school was a different thing for me because, like, although I didn't come from a small town, I came from a very small elementary school that split. And so half went to one middle school, half went to the next. So all the people that were actually my close friends, or at least a good portion of them, they were my close friends, um, went to one middle school, and then they were like, don't worry, we're going to put somebody that knows you in your class. And so you'll have one person that knows you in your homeroom. (sighs) The person that knew me in my homeroom was the same person that farted in my face and made me throw up in my jacket in the fourth grade. So it wasn't. I basically started sixth grade with zero friends.
2: Shout out to that friend from elementary school.
0: <laughs> I'm really sorry. I did not mean to laugh. So hard. I, just I used to never, have a very sensitive stomach. I've never heard, <laughs> You've never heard this story. You never heard this story? and I can't even hate because I had such a sensitive gag reflex when I was younger that people could just talk about throwing up and I'd be like I'm gonna be sick and I would like just throw up
1: Mike, which, which I actually did in...
0: I mean I wasn't in sixth grade I was like seven but I remember it
3: being a well I mean I don't think I, I don't think I was in fourth I think I was in fifth like she stood up and farted in my face (laughs) and I tried to play it off and so I was wearing my ocean spray jacket that also turned into like a little pillow um and so I kind of vomited just a little bit inside of it and I didn't tell anyone and when I got home my mom was like why didn't you tell anybody and I was like because then they would know and it was just a little bit of vomit inside of there
2: I think this was a little TMI
3: (laughs) I'm just saying I can relate to hearing and being bullied
0: I mean, I can't say that I was, like, bullied like Harry, and I can't say that I had the same experiences as Harry growing up, but I definitely did feel like the outcast weirdo who <laughs> was like... I didn't know what was going on or where I was going, and I definitely thought I was going through it by myself. It didn't matter if, like, oh, okay. one of my friends in grade school and middle school was like, I have this happening. I was like, no, I'm the only one experiencing Because <laughs> We were all were. We were all like that. I know, self-centered little brats.
2: Pre-teens and teens we, were horrible. Party. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I have a perfect angel of a six year old right now.
3: What are we reading uh, next?
2: Thank you for the segue. That's amazing.
3: You're welcome. I've been
0: trying to do it. You've tried twice, yes. Um, we are reading chapters six through ten. Nine. Oh, nine. Six through nine. Six through nine. Don't listen to Josie. Six,
3: nine. six through nine. Six, six, nine. Read along with me if you haven't read before. Read along with Josie and Sheila if you have read before.
2: I think you'll get something out of it every time you read it. Absolutely.
1: Uh,
0: okay, make sure you... Um, if you have any comments about your own experiences reading the first five chapters of Harry Potter or reading Harry Potter in general, email us at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. p. T H E A D R Nope W R E A D at gmail.com com. I can't yeah. spell. Um, you can also message us on Facebook and Instagram at Potheads who read a podcast. Be sure to like and follow us, rate us, subscribe to us. Show us the be- decrease go find us on all the social medias go find us on all the podcast listening platforms and we cannot wait to join you for, join you for the next tipsy potheads who read thank you guys for joining us for our very first episode talking about chapters 1 through 5 and thank you for reading with us and go crack a book open
3: gosh I guess I better start reading
1: Bye. 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 <laughs> hey, hey potheads. Pot
3: <laughs> Y'all, I keep thinking about that pin you gave me, and I just love it so much. It goes with all the other pins from our loot crate. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, I found it on Etsy. The shop is called Dust and Pages, and their entire Etsy shop is amazing. They have so many book-related pens, but I fell in love with this pen, and I think it totally fits our podcast.
0: Sheila, it absolutely fits our podcast and us. But listeners, do we have a treat for you. You mm-hmm. have the chance to win one of these very cool pins. What?
2: <laughs> Go to Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher for listening to podcasts, and be sure to describe subscribe, rate, edit, review.
3: And then on October 1st, we're going to add all the names of the reviewers into a drawing and then pick just one. So maybe it'll be you.
0: Be sure to email us at read at gmail.com. If you listen to us on Spotify or any other platform that doesn't allow you to rate or review, then you have a chance to win too.
3: Wait, 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 wait. I mean, I know I already have one, but can I win another one?
2: No, this is only for listeners. You do not listen to us, Andy. Andy, you you
0: don't listen to us. That's fair.
2: You only participate, which (laughs) we love you for.
0: Yes. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to like and follow us. We will post a picture of the pin you have a chance to win. Definitely. And as always, thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open.
3: Ugh, guys, I guess I gotta start reading.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye!
3: You're doing great, sweetie, keep it up.